Hi, and welcome to the first rendition of <laughs> Martin Outdoor Property Group's Land and Blast podcast, the MOPG Land and Blast podcast. Yeah, that's exciting. It's a, it's a big deal. This has been, we've been trying to put this together for a little while now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new respect for podcast people because I always kind of joked that in my mind that was very simple technology to record. It's becoming more and more complex by the minute. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. You know, photography and short form video is yeah. a lot different than trying to record an hour's worth of uh, oh, man. media. Yeah, so we're we're learning, anyway. and you're learning with us. Yes. But uh, but this is <laughs> yeah, this is the first podcast that uh, that we're putting together. Yeah, um, and and we were uh, you know tasked with creating some video and audio content to to kind of outline who we are and what we do. And for those of you who are watching who don't know, the Martin Outdoor Property Group, led by the man sitting to my left, Chris Martin. And by the way, this is Sam Terrell sitting next to me. And I'm Sam. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris's team, the Martin Outdoor Property Group, has become the leading land and rural property sales team in Southern Oregon. And um, we've represented... $130 million in sales, encompassing about 10,000 acres. Yeah, since 20, so that's since 2020. Since 2020. So yeah. in the past couple of years, it's 2023 now, fresh, yeah, fresh into the new year. <laughs> um, and that was all with a team of about four to five people. Salespeople. Four, Sa about four salespeople, and then we have some staff. And so. some staff as well. Um, I think probably on the rural property side, we're definitely the highest per capita, like sales per capita production group. Yeah. Um, and... I know we've definitely been part of the, the largest percentage of what I'll call um, exclusive sales. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do a lot more than just those headliner sales. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I feel like we're a pretty balanced group. Yeah, I mean, and that's, and it, there's more behind the sales, I think, is a is a great way to kind of lead us into what what this is. I mean, we're we're doing this podcast, but in your mind, what does this podcast represent? Do you like? Are there some pillars or some main areas of focus, like well, holistic? Real speak? estate is what we do professionally, but there's so much more to to Sam or to Chris or to the other people on this team. We have we have families, we have things that we're striving towards, passions, sports. You know, it's uh, I think like the core fiber behind wanting to to create a podcast and the desire um, is to share. Yeah, to be able to to share. You use the term pull the curtain back a little bit more yeah. into who we are what we do what we're passionate about and and share that with, with you um you know the the people who um, you know we wish we could connect with more socially or doing fun things like i think i think that's probably one of my biggest regrets in my real estate career yeah, as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure it is my biggest regret is not having more time to spend with the people that i've gotten to meet and know and respect over the years like for anyone who's watching who's a you know past client friend know that i wish i had more hours in the day to stop by and say hello or to call or to see how things are going um because i mean both of us are relationship-based people like, that's a big core, big way that's a core value for both of us yeah. and um i think this is a way to help foster some of that and you know share more but it's also to provide some value um or we might spend a quarter of our time on this 
you know, the time we get to spend together um, talking about real estate, yeah. we're going to spend a lot of time talking about uh, faith, about family, and about the outdoors. So, I mean, those are really the four pillars of our lives, the areas we spend the most time, faith, family, real estate, and the outdoors, kind of in that priority order. Um, our, um, well, let's face it. This isn't really a real estate podcast. No, this is this, this is, is something far land outside. And blast land is not. I mean, yes, there's a real estate element to it, but it's more of a a passion project, for yeah. lack of a better term. Um, you know, I think this might be more akin to a, an outdoor podcast or a hunting podcast. There may or may not a be a bag estate. dump later on. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, if we're if we're talking about guns and gear and hiking and adventures and all that sort of stuff, I could talk for a lot longer about that than I can real estate. To yeah, be totally candid. No, of course. I mean, and that's <laughs> and that's where you know the the idea of of this format came from. You know, yeah. we we're working with a marketing team and they tasked us with capturing footage of us talking about and engaging with things that we are passionate about and yeah. things we really and truly enjoy doing. And so yesterday, yes. in weather very much like this rainy day we're having now, <laughs> um, we went out and we did a little bit of competitive shooting practice. Yeah. And and do you want to take us through kind of what well, first, that we're is? Gonna, we're going to cut to some video oh, that yeah, we that recorded yeah. so you guys can get a little bit of a taste for the muddy mess we were playing. Yeah, it was a slip and slide. <laughs> Uh, to say the least one of the things i think you know for both of us both of us can we're, we're gun people big time yeah but we're not the gun people who shoot just to shoot no we're not beer can we, blasters no. yeah we're not beer can <laughs> blasters we like competition yeah. we like personal growth we like honing something and um and also the camaraderie that comes with it mm -hmm. but um so over the years both of us have shot several yeah, you were the times. first one to ever invite me to a shooting competition ever I, I shot a little bit in in high school and stuff but i'd never shot pistols or anything like that yeah, so I, I i've shot competitive archery i've done different things along the way i've shot some competitive pistol i've informally done some longer range shooting i've informally done um you know various different types of well i mean i've done a lot of actual you know, trainings as well for different things we've done, but everything has been with intentionality and purpose. And that's what we're doing that you're seeing here on this video is we're, we're just spending a little bit of time running through a few courses to hone skills that help us in USPSA or a similar discipline of action pistol shooting. Yeah. And it's something that, um, honestly, since I introduced it to Sam, it's caught on because yeah, he's now is flown by me i've been taking it and running with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, i'm loosely keeping up but you you've got me for I the mean, time being and i appreciate you bringing me into it and you know and it's fun because you know it's one of those sports where under the umbrella of of pistol shooting or action shooting like like you're seeing in these videos there's a time component you're uh, going for accuracy but you're also going for speed and balancing those two aspects and and at the end of the day you are competing against other people but you're also competing against yourself and yeah. and, and in the mind is often where the hardest battles are fought so it's yeah. it's a great mechanism to just kind of increase your mental awareness of where you're at how you're engaging with your environment while doing something fun and and training some practical skills well and if you're also an everyday cape everyday carry person like many of us are especially in the rural space <laughs> yeah especially in the rural space if you're carrying every day this is a way to be an ethical everyday carry person not the guy 
who, if some, heaven forbid, something actually happened, is a liability, not an asset in, yeah. in a situation. Or, you know, you know, different things, church security, other things you might find yourself in. Just mountain protecting. Lines. Yes, we've got a story on that later. <laughs> yeah, there will be another Eat podcast us. on mountain lines. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, as you're, as you're seeing this, I think what we wanted to share is the intentionality in which, you know, we, we have a tendency to... I think we approach life with intentionality. We yeah. try to. Yeah, do our best. I, yeah. yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're growing in that area. Yeah. But um, that's some of what we want to want to bring to this conversation and, and share. But um, today, we have another mission. We yeah, and, 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 the, and the mission today is Let's to... check the camera. Yeah, this first mission, check the camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so, though we could... Talk about shooting and other stuff for Probably hours, for a few more hours. Yeah, infinitely. Um, probably need to introduce well, a background as to how we got here, why yeah, we should even be here. Exactly, and 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 why you should listen to us and and loosely, uh, loosely, loosely, you know, loosely. Well, yeah. you know, maybe you don't want to, but maybe you do. Maybe it'll just be entertaining. Hopefully, we're, we're making you smile a little bit, but. <laughs> No, I mean to get us to get us rolling. I I'd love to ask you some questions um, to, like we said, kind of pull the curtain back on who you are as a person and introduce, you know, who Chris Martin is. So who who is Chris Martin personally outside of the Martin Outdoor Property Group? Who I think the pillars we've already mentioned here for the podcast really come from, I believe kind of the core fiber of a lot of us, but especially me, I, I've tried to build my my life on that faith, family, business order, and then, you know, followed by passions in the outdoors. So, you know, for me, um, uh, I'm, I'm 33. Um, I've been realistic. We'll talk about how it's, yeah. it's actually been a bet even on 33. <laughs> um, you know, I'm married, um, absolutely adore my wife. We have two young kids, and I, I couldn't be more blessed by by the family dynamic, by that relationship. Um, been fortunate to be part of uh, a very close knit uh, cowboy church that's been like a second family to me for uh, whew, since I was probably sixteen. It was really that's another podcast conversation about the transition from sixteen to seventeen years it's old. There was a major one eighty um, in my life, uh, but. Um, so yeah, it, it's faith, it's family, it's obviously real estate. There's the outdoors. Yeah. Like I just, I live in, you know, obviously in rural Southern Oregon. I've grown up in this area, and you know, on weekends, if I got nothing else to do, no projects still looming, which it feels like rarely anymore. <laughs> but I still, I make time to get outdoors, to hike, to spend time in the woods, to hunt in the fall, to fish with Wes when I can, to yeah. do the different things to, to bring my son my daughter out into the outdoors to, to get them away from technology and, and the different things we're trying to um to live a little more of a disconnected life for lack yeah, of a unplug a little bit yeah, yeah. um it's it, probably why we're having so many technical difficulties today it could be it could be <laughs> it's no. you know um but, but i'd say that that's me kind of in a nutshell that's my family and um, you know, obviously in the real estate side, you know, we're going to talk about that, but, but personally, I just, I kind of want to just reiterate the, um, I, I guess I, in many ways, this is a new adventure for me in peeling back that curtain 
because it's not something that I do naturally. I, I, I have a tendency to want to protect and shield, um, you know, my family and my life outside of work, like work is its entity and then yeah. everything else is over here. But, but I'm realizing, I guess, as I'm maturing, let me forbid yeah, that hopefully happens, we all are, yeah. um, that uh, people care and I care about others and, 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 you know, peeling that curtain back and sharing more, I think is, is a new chapter for me. Yeah. I mean, so, no, that's huge. I mean, um, I mean, and to, you know, now that, that you have shared that, uh, you know, the, as we talked about, one of the main pillars of this show is real estate yeah. and is, is showcasing, you know, what we do in real estate. And so I'd love to know how, how did you get your start in this business? By accident. By accident. I, I say that. I mean, it wasn't totally by accident, but in yeah. many ways, that's an appropriate description. Um, so in 2008, I got my real estate license. Yeah. Um, I was 18, almost 19, somewhere in that range. Yeah. And I was going to college. I, I was a couple years in. And, uh, and for those of you who do really quick math, yes, I started a little bit early. That's for the conversation about the 180 <laughs> at 16. Dropped out. Started call yeah. Anyway, um, I uh, got my license because uh, my mom was in the business. It was something that was somewhat familiar with to me, but I swore I'd never do real estate because I saw some of the challenges that she faced, and I, and I only saw the negative sides of things because it was time away from me, things that got pulled out, you know, stresses, things. I, I saw all the negative, but I got the license because I thought I was going to do some form of construction after college probably owning my own company at some point mm. and it made sense to do my own deals like i, I thought well I, I can save some money yeah. get familiar with the industry it, it would be helpful and i was just another class i was going to college anyway yeah it was just easy. throw it on the docket it was easy yeah and uh so fast forward two years later done a couple of real estate transactions summers weekend stuff with the, the company and with my mom basically um and well let's face it she did the transactions i'm not sure what i did to help you were there i was there <laughs> <laughs> um but fast forward two years graduate college was doing construction 50 percent probably project management 50 percent uh, carpentry mm. and um Six months after college, I re-aggravated re a back injury mm. that I had from football, and it made me stop. And I started thinking about what else I could do other than construction, because it kind of rocked me, my whole plan. Mm. And I'm like, oh, man, this might not be a great thing. And I think it was a conviction, too, um, you know, from God just saying, like, you are you sure you want to be doing this? Like, I'm, I'm glad I hurt myself. Right yeah, now. yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't continue wrecking yourself. Yeah, because because I, I don't do things halfway, and yeah, I would have wrecked myself. Yeah. Um, the uh, the irony of it is, I still didn't want to do real estate. Wow! But I had the license. Yeah. Um, so I, I looked into a couple different things, different career paths, and they all led to a bigger city. All led to some corporate environment that I wasn't very excited about. So I said, okay, I'll give real estate a try. You know. Let, lets me stay where I want to live, you know, more or less have freedom. There are some benefits to it. So I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. And so I decided to switch to Keller Williams, which at the time was recruiting fairly heavy and had really good training programs. And as it happens, the, the lady who was the CEO at the time was also just stepping down to start her own team again. Well, not start it again, but to regrow it from kind of a, a a baseline to something big hmm. and Nancy Venuti um, 
for some reason, decided to hire me. Um, it was... How old were you? 22. 22. I think. Somewhere around. Somewhere around. Um, not sure what she was thinking, because uh, I wasn't qualified. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got to learn, and I got to learn a ton. And I did... I mean, it took application. Like, I, I took... I think I was a sponge for mm-hmm. a while. Like, I, well, I had to be. Yeah. I wasn't, wasn't going to make any money. Um, but the the experience was phenomenal. Um, but um, somewhere around year four, and granted, I was doing well. I mean, I, among my peers, I was doing better than any of my recently graduated, you know, buddies, friends. Yeah. Um, it seems you know, like you're probably outworking them. Well, I was definitely not seeing them as much as they were seeing <laughs> each other because I was. I was definitely working a lot. Yeah. Um, now, back then, I used to work till midnight, one in the morning, if you'd believe that. No, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a 4 a.m. <laughs> um, but uh, I hit a wall, and I didn't know I hit a wall, mm. but I lost the passion for, for what I was doing. And, um, you know, looking back at it, um, you know, I can see it clearly now. It had to do with um, it just there wasn't a lot of, of new things, new innovation, new challenges, things. It, it was a lot of the same thing over and over, which was, I mean, it worked great for, for Nancy. It works great for, you know, hundreds and thousands of other residential, you know, real estate brokers. Yeah. Cause it's a great living. It's great relationships. It, it's, it's a good business if you do it well, like Nancy did it. Um, I, it wasn't the right fit for me. And about the same time, I got a random recruiting call from Garrett Zoller. So, so before we get to this, is this is the kind of one of one of the more interesting parts because you started in residential yep. and you made this huge switch to rural and with land leader. Yeah, and, and by this, huge, you mean I didn't know what I was doing. That that was kind of what I was leading <laughs> to. Yeah. So okay. So here's that story. Here's that story. So for the first six months or so after making, that took me six months or so to make the decision to do it because it was a big thing to walk away from. Yeah. Um, and, um, so I started in 2015, I guess it was middle of 2015 and, you know, I was single, not, didn't always have my priorities a hundred percent straight. And I decided to go on a 30 day hunting trip 30 days after I went to work Living for the new the company. Dream. <laughs> I figured I needed to go live the lifestyle. That yeah. was our motto, right? Yeah. Yeah. Live the lifestyle. Yourself. Yeah. That, that wasn't helping me get paid, <laughs> right. but I had fun. We had a good season. Um, and then I starved for the rest of the year because I had, I had no, I had nothing. Top ramen and diesel. <laughs> it was a lot of top ramen and diesel. Um, Anyway, but the diesel did get me some appointments and did get me some opportunities. And by the end of 2016, not only had um, I had a good year, mm-hmm. I had my best year, and I had doubled my previous best year in that period of time. And so you go from not knowing what you're doing ish, you yeah. move from residential to land, you go on the 30 day hunting trip, and then as you're progressing through that, you end up doubling what you were doing before. Pretty much. Wow. Not a big deal. Yeah. Not not a big deal. No, well, I didn't realize how big a deal it was at the time. I just thought this is what you... It's a huge yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a magnificent, huge deal. Um, but, um, no, it was... From there, I realized the difference was passion. Yeah. And it was because I got excited about the properties I was working on, the opportunities to market them, to innovate, to to learn, to grow. But then I also, I also realized that um, like everybody I talked to, was a friend Mm. for the most part um 
there was some of the cannabis stuff that was a little bit challenging. But other than that, understandable. Yeah. Um, most of the property sellers, most of the owners, it was um, it was just great relationships. And uh, I realized there was just a commonality in in lifestyle and passions, in in interests. It was all walks of life from people you know coming from the city, never in their wildest imaginations taking care of cows or horses or anything, yeah. but they wanted to. Sure. To people who were fourth, fifth generation, you know, farm ranch people who knew more about dirt than I could ever even begin to fathom even existed. Yeah. And it was just, it was fun. Um, it was fun. That was, that was the key. It was passion. It was fun. Yeah. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years. Yeah. Well, one piece on the Garrett Zoller recruiting conversation that. Um, and who, and for those that don't know, who is Garrett Zoller? So Garrett Garrett Zoller is one of the founders of Landleader, and he's also um, found, founders and owners of Landleader, so the national company that we're a part of, mm -hmm. as well as he's the local regional manager for he's basically our managing broker. broker. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, but what I didn't know in the background was that Wes Walton had actually put him up to calling me and cold calling me, and I didn't know that part till a while later. Yeah. Um, and Wes, fast forward a couple of years, ends up being my business partner. And we start the team that is now Martin Outdoor Property Group together in late 2017, I think it was. And um, it was it was a perfect uh, dynamic, Wes and I. You know, Wes is an incredible salesperson. We both had a ton of energy. I had a lot of passion and marketing background. Mm. And it was, it was a great partnership that allowed this team to start uh, – off on the right foot. Yeah. I mean, we had different databases of people that we knew. We had different uh, skill sets, and it all worked really well together. So, uh, fast forward again from the beginning of uh, 20 or the end of 2017 to say 2019. Some, well, when did you, when did I, you I, join us? So, I came on in, in 2019, and that, you know, and that was kind of my next question for you is, you know, you and Wes had this partnership. Yeah. It was just you guys operating. And then, I guess yeah. When I started coming on 2019, was that when you started expanding the team? Is well, and building a couple the team? different things happened for me as we started to to hit a different level of of success and I'll call it repeatability of the business model. Yeah, I, I desired growth. I always desired growth. I, I, I'm just wired to, I guess, grow. Yeah, and so how could I do that? Well, I needed to add more people. I needed to add systems and and things. But I also there have been a lot of people in my life who have given back to me as well and tr given their time and their knowledge and their skills to me. And, and I wanted to be able to do that for other people as well. So I had this, I have, you know, still have, and this is still being executed, a vision of, of creating a robust team that executes the sales process mm -hmm. while at the same time bringing alongside other individual salespeople mm -hmm. and helping them with the, the tools to then replicate what we're doing here or maybe even do better than what we're doing here. So so it was a two-pronged kind of growth of, of both wanting to – and don't get me wrong. There's a definitely a benefit to to growing like groups like what you're working on. Yeah. You know, there's a brand awareness element. There's a camaraderie element. There's, there's a lot of things that help the team. Yeah. But at the core of it is a, a desire and a passion to um, – uh, see other people do really well. Yeah, I mean, and it seems like mentorship is a huge component for you. It's definitely a core value because core value. people people mentored me and gave when they didn't need to to me. 
And it was such a huge benefit in my life. Like I, I, I can't imagine not trying to do the same for others. I wish I had more time to do that. Still waiting on the 25th hour. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And a few more. And a few that. more. Yeah. Maybe 27th, 28th. Well, the 25th, I'll probably sleep. Yeah. Take it's, a nap. It's a couple more. <laughs> you deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, where were we going? Well, yeah, no. And so, so that was kind of the, the, the beginnings of beginning to grow your team. And, and now, you know, where does the Martin Outdoor Property Group stand today? Oh, so uh, the end of 2020, uh, Wes, so part of the reason Wes and I began to work together was he had an exit strategy. Yeah. Part of it was to, to find a way to gracefully, but also in a financially beneficial way, step back from real estate um, because he was on his second career. Um, he did a successful tech sales career before that, did really well, and then can't really did well in real estate, but there's exit strategy from real estate can be challenging. Mm. And the team gave him that. So he can still get you know some financial benefits and step in from time to time, work with someone who he really wants to. Yeah. It, it was a graceful retirement step. Sounds fantastic. It benefited me a lot <laughs> yeah. too. Um, so the end of 2020, um, that came into swing. Mm-hmm. And at that point, um, I had brought, uh, well, Ashley, who's now a key part of the, the team down here. And then shortly afterwards, Alex uh, came on board. And fast forward to present day, um, Alex and Ashley are my two partners in, in the Medford office on the, on the listing side, but also I would call them senior partners mm-hmm. in the team. And then um, we have a buyer's broker, Shannon, and then we have a, a staff. We have, we have a uh, Danny is our as our media guy, and then we have um, Jordan and Victoria who are our coordinators, and, and that's about the right balance for us staff wise right mm-hmm. now. So, so really, I guess it's a group of, of seven in the Medford office, yeah. and then um, scattered across the state, we have yourself, yeah. we have Evan Caseberg, and we have Caleb Howard, yeah. all building what I'll call satellite businesses and everybody's at a, a different season within that um, business like evan's right there on the edge to go into that next, next level, level and basically yeah. being a peer to martin outdoor property group caleb um caleb's building a little bit of a different business model you are a year or so behind evan in that evolution and process and, and candidly Evan's fifth generation, fourth generation. Yeah, he comes to the table with a whole different skill set. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows just who he is. Who yeah. he is. So yeah. he, he kind of had the, the road paved, but he's also you know, a brilliant young man who just works hard. Crushing it, yeah. Um, so in uh, the Ben market, well, I'm excited about the Ben market. We'll talk about Me that. too, yeah. We'll talk about that it, more. It's yeah. a tough one to crack, but when it gets cracked, it's a gold mine. Yeah. Um, but so today, I mean, we're... As Sam said, I appreciate the the lead in. You know, I don't like to brag about what we've done, but I, I think um, proof is in success, and success in our business is quantified by numbers. Yeah. And um, we're not the top producing real estate group in the area. There's a lot of residential firms that kill it and do different things, but we are, in my mind, without a doubt, the the most the leading um, rural sales group. And I, I feel like we've only scratched the surface of what we can do, both in this area, but really across the whole Pacific Northwest. That's huge. So, anyway. Shall we check a camera? Yes. Yes. 